Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Chase the money, chase the money, chase the money, chase the money. Oh, you lie, yep, lit, yep, loud, yep, dirty, yep, clothes, yep, hat, trap, yep, stunning, four, what, rocket, yeah, yeah, hey, yeah, it's an Audi, zoom, zoom, ZZ's, now, hit it, stamp, lean, frack, hey, nasty, yeah, whoa, uh oh, snap, hey, bag, bag, tap, hey, bitch, bitch, slap, whoa, handshake, what's that? What's up, listeners? Welcome to another episode of Thinking Outside the Boombox. My name is Ahmad, and I am your host. It is Wednesday, January 31st. Look at that. First month of 2018 is already gone. This is track number 72 of Thinking Outside the Boombox, your number one source for hip-hop and R&B news. Very excited to be back another week with more content um this week uh as you know this past sunday uh the 60th annual grammy awards were held um and i have a lot to say about the grammys i had some high expectations and let's just say uh they were not met so we're gonna get into that in the dig deeper segment but as always we're going to keep the, the podcast rolling as usual. I'm going to drop you off with a song of the week. And then we have a jam-packed press play segment. Lots of things that you all should check out. Um, some albums coming up as well as some announcements. So I'm um, excited to give you all some more information about that. As you know, anything that I talk about in the press play segment can be found on the Thinking Outside the Boombox podcast newsletter. Two ways you can get that. Go to thinkingoutsidetheboombox.com. On the right-hand side of the page, as soon as you get there, there's a box where you can put your email address. Put your email address in that. You will be getting a podcast newsletter every Wednesday in your email inbox. Second way, go to thinkingoutsidetheboombox.com. Hit the newsletter tab. Boom. All the newsletters are right there. So however you want to get that content, those are your options, but just know you're missing out on a lot of stuff if you're not checking out that podcast newsletter. It's a lot of a lot of ways for you to stay hip to everything that's being released and going on. So I'm trying to help you out. 
Um, also, just wanted you to know the the thinking outside the boombox podcast theme song has not it's not gone away. It's still a part of the podcast. I just really been feeling that "Are You Live" track off of Chance and Jeremiah's "Merry Christmas, Little Mama" rewrapped. Um, so yeah, that track, the beat is just so infectious. So I had to start the podcast off with that. But the the, the original theme song will be coming back. So without further ado, let's jump into the song of the week for this week. The song of the week for this week um, is a real throwback. Um, you all probably remember back in 2011 before Kanye dropped off uh, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Uh, it might have been 2010. I can't remember. Um, he was doing this Good Fridays thing where every Friday he would drop off a new track Um some were ended up on my beautiful dark twisted fantasy some were not to like the song i'm about to um song i'm about to mention um and you know it was dope it was dope because it was like yo we can count on kanye to give us a new song every week and he had a bunch of guest artists on it a lot of times and so the song for this week which i rediscovered i had completely forgotten about it is christian dior denim flow which was probably my favorite track off of the good friday series um and it features kid cuddy Pusha t john legend lloyd banks and ryan leslie and of course kanye west um serious posse posse joint right there posse cut um but it was a dope song it got a a nice hook to start the song off um and then some dope verses from some some real mcs so the song of the week for this week reminisce with me is christian dior denim flow by kanye west yes that was good music at the at their peak you know that and like cruel summer so maybe maybe if this cruel winter project actually drops this year we might be able to get back to that that vibe because they were just making like amazing music week after week or putting out amazing music week after week um and it was just dope to see from some of your favorite artists so hopefully they can get back to that um but let's jump into the press play segment As you know, the press play segment is split up into three parts. The things you should check out, the rumor mill and the announcements, and the upcoming or recently released projects. So let's jump right into the things you should check out. First on the list, Lil Wayne dropped off uh, his uh, project, Dedication 6 Reloaded, last Friday. Um, and just some tracks that you should check out off of that Big Bad Wolf and then Bloody Mary, which is Well Santana and Lil Wayne, um, are a couple standout tracks off of that. You also got Drake and Wayne doing a remix of Family Feud by Jay-Z. But, you know, Wayne is still out here giving us music. Um, Dedication 6 Reloaded is, you know, it's I think it adds a little bit more to the original release, but... You know, these days, Wayne is just out here trying to get as much music out as possible. And it is interesting to note that Joel Santana and Lil Wayne linked up um, for the first time in a while, especially after back in the day, we was waiting on that Can't Feel My Face collaboration for a long time, and it just never came um, as far as the album. But yeah, so definitely check out those two um, songs and the whole uh, mixtape joint from uh, Lil Wayne. Uh, next on the list, Meek Mill 
um, linked up with Joyner Lucas. I'm guessing either Meek Mill's got some, uh, he's got some, some equipment in the pen, or they they did this before he went to jail. But uh, Joyner Lucas and Meek Mill linked up for a new song that was produced by Timbaland. The beat goes hard, and Meek Mill and Joyner both really, really get off on this beat. So you definitely want to check that out. Um, Joyner Lucas is the dude who most recently was well-known for his I'm Not Racist song and video. But he's been killing tracks for a while now, so definitely check that out. Uh, On the... On the release of Culture 2 by Migos this past week, uh, or on the strength of that release, they also did a Rolling Stone interview. You want to check that out. It's very interesting, the Rolling Stone dude chilling with the Migos and, you know, interviewing them about their influences and stuff like that. It's very, it's worth a read. Rolling Stone interviews with these artists typically are worth a read. They they really get a lot of information out of these artists. Uh, Off of that, let's jump into a music video. Migos, they released... The music video for Stir Fry, um, one of the singles off of Culture 2. And it's pretty hilarious. Like, they, they're they dressed up um, as, like, in, like, karate outfits. And it's, like, a short film, kind of. And they, they actually do some choreographed, like, fighting, like, in the video uh, to the music. And there's even some bloopers at the end of the video. It, it seems like they really just have fun with it. Um, and it's definitely an entertaining video to watch. So definitely check that out. Some other music videos you should check out. Uh, Vic Mensa dropped off the music video for We Could Be Free, um, which is his, you know, inspirational, motivational joint off of the autobiography album he dropped last year. And it features Ty Dolla Sign. And the video is just as motivational and inspirational and socially conscious as the song is. So you definitely want to check that out. Another one you want to check out is After the Storm by Kaylee Yukis, which features Tyler, the Creator and Bootsy Collins. Um, she collaborated with Tyler on Flower Boy on that song, uh, uh, what is it? 911, I think it is. Actually, it, it might not be 911. I can't think of the name of the song, but so he returned the favor, um, on her song After the Storm. And it's a pretty like weird, but creative music video. Anything with Tyler involved is going to be those exact words. So definitely make sure to check that out as well. Um, I've mentioned before that Genius, the website, does a series where they um, interview a producer who produced like a hot song and like have him go through him or her go through how they uh, produced the track, like what sounds and everything they put in. So it's a very kind of technical video. But even if you don't really understand producing, which I don't really like, you know, know how to do that and like the process works, it's still a cool video to watch. So they dropped one for the dude who produced uh, Love by Kendrick off of Damn, and his name is Teddy Walton, and that was a pretty dope video um, to see how that that song came about, so you definitely want to check that out. ASAP Rocky um, seems to be in promo mode for whatever this album that's coming out. It's rumored to be called Testing, um, but he released three tracks on his SoundCloud, Moneybags Freestyle, Above, and Five Stars. Um... I'm not feeling them so far. Like, it, it seems to be experimental, and they're all, like, you know, two-minute tracks, so it's hard to really judge. But I just don't know what sound he's going for, and it's it's not, like, any sound that we've heard before, and it just seems unfinished. And, you know, maybe that's why he's just releasing these to a SoundCloud. They're not, you know, 
maybe they're throwaway tracks, but you know, he labeled one of them alternative rock. I'm just, I'm not clear. I'm not sure what ASAP is going for here. So, you know, check those out, you know, let me know what you think, but, uh, you know, I'm a little skeptical, <laughs> you know, but we'll, we'll see what happens with that. Um, the Grammys, as I said, happened, uh, on Sunday. We'll get into, uh, some of the performances more later, but, you know, it's real hard to come across videos of the performances after it happens. They're very secretive and they don't even put all of them on their own website, but two of them that you can absolutely find are Childish Gambino's performance, he did Terrified, and Kendrick's performance, he did a lot of songs. So click the link in the podcast newsletter to check out those two performances. Um, NERD was on Ellen DeGeneres' show to perform Lemon. And I've seen them perform this like maybe four or five times now since the album's come out, and even before. And they have that same woman from the music video on it to perform, but... This one was different because they got like a bunch of different dance groups or like creative groups um, from maybe across the Internet or whatever. And they all like while the song was going on, they all did their own little piece to the song. So I'm pretty sure there was somebody with like a violin. They did something. There was a bunch of different dance groups and their names came up as they started performing. And at the end, they all came together and like danced to the song. So NERD, they they stepping it up and they're really you know, trying to come up with some interesting ways to perform this song. And I think that this was a pretty dope one. So you definitely want to check that out. Um, Next up, so Sway in the Morning, you know, popular radio show. You know, it's where you can, a lot of people go to freestyle. Sway gets some dope interviews. But around the Grammy time, uh, Sway just wanted to, you know, to have a jam session. So he called up a bunch of people and had like a hour and a half long jam session and it's split up into two parts and they're both like 40 minutes. I'm warning you before you look at them that they're 40 minutes each and it's two of them. But I think they're worth looking at because it's so dope. In the first jam session, Robert Glasper, Anthony Hamilton and the Hamiltones, Rhapsody, Lupe Fiasco, this dude named Oswin Benjamin, who I never heard of, but he killed it, Fred the Godson, Vina Love, who's a singer, she's DJ Capri's daughter, and Chris Rivers, who was Big Pun's son. They all got together, and while Robert Glasper was on the piano, they had a drummer, a bass, Anthony Hamilton, the Hamiltones was doing backup vocals, and then all those other people either rapped or sang in just this nice jam session, and it's so dope. You don't even really need to, like, look at it visually. If you at work, throw the video on and just, like, listen to it, but they kicked some dope rhymes off the top. Some of them was written, but it was just dope. And then in part two, it was the same people, but Jesse Smollett, who plays... Uh, Dang, I can't even think of homie's name now, but he's on Empire, not Hakeem, not Andre. Dang, forgot his name. Wow, I just, I drew a, a serious blank. Um, but anyway, you all know who Jesse Smollett is. Um, he, he stopped through and did like some runs and whatnot and uh, joined the crew um, in the jam session. So, you know, it was, it was just a dope dope performance i love seeing um artists you know do collaborative creative things like that just off the top just you know getting in a room and just feeding off each other's energy it's mad tight jamal lyon sorry just remembered his name anyway that was tight so definitely check those out finally in the things you should check out kendrick lamar announced the track list released the track list for the black panther 
soundtrack uh, that drops on February 9th. And it looks so dope. So besides the songs we already got, All the Stars, Kendrick and SZA, uh, King's Dead, J-Rock, Kendrick, Future, James Blake. Um, that's actually that's all we've gotten so far. It is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. 14 tracks. Black Panthers, number one, Just Kendrick. All the Stars, Kendrick Lamar and SZA. X, Schoolboy Q, 2 Chains, and somebody named Saudi. The Ways, Khaled, um, or Khaled, um, the dude with the haircut, and Sway Lee from Race Remmert. Ops, Vince Staples, and Yugen Blackrock. I Am, Just Georgia Smith. Paramedic, SOB, and RBE. Blood, Bloody Waters, Absol, Anderson Pac, James Blake. King's Dead, I mentioned. There's a Redemption Interlude. Then there's Redemption, which is Zakari, the dude who does the hook from Love off Kendrick's album, and Babes Wodumo. Seasons, which is Mozzie, uh, Sajava, and Reason. Uh, Big Shot, Kendrick, and Travis Scott. And then Pray For Me, The Weeknd, and Kendrick Lamar. If we didn't already have huge expectations for what this this soundtrack is going to bring, they just went through the roof because those just the features alone has me excited as to what TDE can do with all these artists and what wonderful music we're going to get. And we only have to wait nine days. So I'm very excited for this. Um, check out the newsletter to get the full track listing. Uh, rumor mill and announcements. Let's jump into that. Um, J Electronica is going on tour. Um, and you probably already know this if you're in Chicago because he's coming tomorrow um, to Park West. But it's a short tour, it seems. He only announced like eight dates. But if you're in Chicago, Detroit, Toronto, Philly, San Fran, Santa Ana, Atlanta, or New Orleans, you want to and you want to see Jay Electronica, even though he hasn't given us an album or anything ever, uh, hit him up. I'm salty. You can tell. Um, next up in the rumor mill. Childish Gambino, Donald Glover, is working on a new album, His Words, um, but it's possibly not going to be under the Gambino name. He's talked in the past about retiring Childish Gambino, but he also talked about retiring from music altogether. So the fact that he's working on a new album means that maybe he's just getting rid of the Gambino persona and he's just going to put out something as Donald Glover. But either way, after what we got with Awaken My Love, I think we can all say that we want some new music from him. So stay tuned to that. Uh, Ray Shrimmerd, um, I've mentioned before that they're coming out with Shrim Life 3 this year and that Sway Lee was coming out with his solo project, Swaycation, also this year. But apparently what they're doing is their Shrim Life 3 project, they wanted, they're planning for it to be a triple album. It's going to be Shrim Life 3. It's going to be Swaycation, which is Sway Lee's solo project. And then it's going to be Jim Traduction, which is Slim Jimmy's solo project, all in a triple disc release. I don't think there's ever been a triple disc release in, release in hip-hop. I'm going to have to check into that. But this should be interesting if they do actually go ahead and do that. So stay tuned for more details on that. Uh, Netflix is coming out with a series called Rapture. Um, it's like a mini-series, I think eight episodes, where they're going to be focusing on a bunch of different rappers and just their life and experiences. So far, we got Nas, Dave East, T.I., Rhapsody, Logic, G-Eazy, A-Boogie with the hoodie, 2 Chains, and Just Blaze. So if you like hip-hop, if you about that hip-hop, you don't want to miss this mini-series. Um, 
Also, Childish Gambino, if you remember, back in like 2011, he came out with a project called EP. It was just like five songs, but it had his legendary Freaks and Geeks on there. And also, uh, Be Alone and Not Going Back are dope songs, some of my favorites. He's putting that project on streaming because, you know, back then it was just like download this off Dat Piff or my website. But it is now available on all the streaming platforms. So go get that. Finally, in the rumor mill and announcements, Drake has passed Jay-Z. For the rapper with the most Billboard Hot 100 top 10 songs. The record was 21 with Jay-Z. And Drake, now that God's Plan hit number one on the Hot 100, Drake now has 22. Um, he's tied with Taylor Swift for the artist, the artist period who has the most, but he won for the rapper with the most. So shout out to the Six God. Upcoming and recently released albums, as you know, last Friday, Migos released Culture 2. Um, I'll talk more about that maybe maybe next week, couple weeks. I need to really, I need to soak in it some more. Um, and next week, I already got something that I think I want to do. So maybe two weeks. Hold me to that. Um, Justin Timberlake's dropping Man of the Woods this Friday. Black Panther, the album, Friday after that. Tokyo Chicago artists releasing dot www week after that. So that's it for the uh, press play segment. After a short break, I'll be right back with the dig deeper segment. So, as I mentioned, the 60th Annual Grammy Awards um, kicked off this past Sunday. Um, just to set some some context for why I had high expectations for this show, as I mentioned in the predictions uh, podcast, um, this was the first time since 1999 that No White Male was nominated in the Album of the Year category. Of the 20 nominations for the Big Four, which is Record of the Year, Song of the Year, Album of the Year, Best New Artist, 16 of those artists are people of color, and that was significant. So, and generally, in like the rap and R&B categories, you know, it seemed like they nominated people who actually deserve to be there. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a you know, recap of what happened as far as like from start to finish, what actually happened at the show. Um, then I'll go through in more detail who won some of the awards. And then I'll I'll talk to you a little bit more about uh, my expectations and how they weren't met. So Kendrick started off the show. Um, he last performed two years ago when he set the stage on fire, literally um, doing stuff from the Pimp a Butterfly. He opened the show this year. Um, he he did a mashup of he did the verse from XXX, but he did it over the beat from Lust, and it was actually dope. He had a bunch of people dressed like soldiers everywhere, and they were stumping out the rhythm of the beat. Um, at one point, a uh, screen came up and said, "This is a satire by Kendrick Lamar." U2 came out and performed their little version that was sampled from one of their songs um, from XXS, XXX, excuse me. 
Then he, he, he jumped right into the second verse of DNA, which is the hardest verse of DNA. And all of those soldiers had taken off their like masks and everything and started like dancing and doing choreographed dance and turning up with Kendrick behind that verse. After that, Dave Chappelle came out, appeared on the stage and he appended Kendrick's performance. Uh, an important thing that he said, he said, the only thing more frightening than watching a black man be honest in America is being an honest black man in America. And, you know, Kendrick was he was putting on an extremely political performance right now. And that was so Dave saying that really meant something. Um, and He was like back to the performance. Kendrick jumped right into his verse from what's that dude's name? Rich the Kid, New Freezer. He jumped right into that verse. Dave Chappelle came back out and said something like, yo, is this on CBS? Like, because he's I'm, I'm seeing a lot of, you know, is this on CBS? This is cable because, man, he's really going hard. Um Kendrick jumped into his second verse from King's Dead, which is also one of the hardest verses on that song. And and that's the part where he's going like, oh, fuck the feelings, fuck the dun 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 like just going hard. And at every like beat of that, there was a gunshot and smoke and all of the, he had a bunch of dancers around him in red. And after every beat, one of them fell to the ground after the gunshot as if they were all getting shot, you know, like, and they fell to the ground, like on every like word he was saying, it was it was dope. He outdid his performance from two years ago. Um, it was an incredible way to start off the Grammys um, for someone who had such a great year. Um, you know, Kendrick shows out on the Grammy stage, which is, you know, for, for an organization that, you know, kind of doesn't show him the same love when it comes to the categories that he should win. You know, he gives them his all. So I just think that's interesting. So James Corden didn't, he was the host. He, you know, and James Corden, this is his second year back-to-back hosting. Um, this year around, he seemed to realize that, you know, this wasn't for him, especially this year where there was so much rap and R&B-centered nominees and performances. He kind of just, you know, he told a few jokes, but he kind of just took a back seat this year. He did an extremely short open. Lady Gaga and Mark Ronson came out. Um, she performed her song Joanne. There were angel wings on the piano. Then she performed Million Reasons, Lady Gaga type performance. John Legend came out um, with Tony Bennett, and they did like a little sing thing. John Legend out sang Tony Bennett. It was a little disrespectful, but that's John Legend. They presented best rap song performance to Kendrick Lamar and Rihanna for loyalty. Sam Smith performed. He did Pray. He was surrounded by a bunch of voices as usual. The stage kind of reminded me of an amphitheater, um, which makes sense with the chorus of voices he had around him. His voice is still so naturally beautiful. I will admit, I still have not listened to his album that he released like a few months ago, but I promise I'm going to get through it because I know it's going to be good. I just I just haven't been in the mood. You feel me? Uh, Kelly Clarkson and Nick Jonas came out to announce Best New Artist. Alessia Cara won. Um, and I honestly should have anticipated the pop voters in the Academy voting and vouching for her. Um, but that award belonged to SZA, let's be real. Um, joke, Jim Gaffigan came out. He made jokes about best comedy album and how Dave Chappelle should win. Uh, Dave Chappelle did end up winning. Um, Louis Fonsi and Daddy Yankee performed. Despacito um and the performance had a it had like a big feel to it you know which makes sense with the traction that that song got last year 
Donald Glover performed Terrified off of Awaken My Love. Um, weirdly, it wasn't on the main stage. Um, he had a small band around him, but he really showed off his vocals, his falsetto. He sounded really good live. He hit some powerful notes. And then the the little boy who's also featured at the end of that song, J.D. McCrary, came out to perform his vocals and they started harmonizing and it was pretty dope. Um, best rap album was presented by Dave Chappelle to Kendrick for Damn. Um, but before he announced the nominees, he shouted out A Tribe Called Quest and Buster Rhymes and Consequence because they for sure should have been nominated for that category um, for their very last album. And they were mad about it. And I really appreciate Dave Chappelle speaking on their behalf and like shouting them out when he was presenting the nominees. Uh, Pink performed. I fast forward forwarded that. Um there was a sketch with Shaggy and Sting and James Corden. It was it it wasn't good. Um Bruno Mars then performed. Cardi came out first to perform her verse from Finesse. The problem is that she wasn't rapping. Like she was lip singing to the lyric to the lyrics from her rap, and that doesn't make any sense to me. You're a rapper. You can't you can't rap for like 30 seconds these bars that aren't that hard like it was disappointing and then bruno came out and he started off rocky like maybe he had a cold or something but he was like pitchy there was just some issues and then at one point he just threw the mic down and they started doing a dance routine um cardi came back out and she mixed a little uh bardier cardi into you know the performance but at one point she like Put, picked the mic up to rap before the lyrics came up. Like, it, it's a little unacceptable that she was lip singing her rap, and there were just some serious timing issues, period. It, it wasn't a great performance. Like, of all the performances, it was, you know, it was very low down there, which is very interesting considering who took home all the awards this evening, but we'll get to that. Uh, Trevor Noah came out and presented the best comedy album to Dave Chappelle. Then Sting and Shaggy performed. I fast-forwarded to through that. You know I did. DJ Khaled came out to perform Wild Thoughts with Rihanna and Bryson Tiller. DJ Khaled was kind of just in the way. Rihanna was a little pitchy, but Rihanna became a meme that night because she was killing the dancing. She broke out this South African dance called the Guara Guara, um, and people were really feeling that. Like She killed the dancing. And so my thought, and I said this to my wife when we were um, when we were watching it, I was like, "Look, Rihanna didn't sound that great. Like maybe she was focused too much on the dancing, but for a song where it's it's regarded widely that Rihanna outsang Bryson, and why was he even on the song? I was like, "Yo, Bryson, Rihanna's not singing well right now. This is your time to outshine her." And he came out and he he hit all his notes like. He sounded good, but his verse is just kind of too rap centric for him to have sh to, to really like shine his vocals. Like he was hitting the notes when you could hear them, but for the most part, it was kind of like a rap. But you know, as I said, it was a great dance performance. There was great energy, um, and DJ Khaled was kind of just there. Um, Chris Stapleton won Best Country Album. Then a bunch of the country singers got together to honor the victims of the Vegas shooting. Janelle Monae came out looking flyer than ever, and she had a powerful speech about Time's Up. And then she introduced Kesha, who performed her song Praying with Camila Cabello, Andre Day, Cyndi Lauper, and a bunch of other women singles, um, and a choir. 
and everybody was talking about this performance. I fast forwarded it because I don't really care about hearing Kesha sing, but I I respect you know after everything she went through um, with you know the sexual assault stuff and all of that. Um, Kesha is getting her shine, and she had great success off that last album. Um, I personally just don't really like hearing her sing, so I fast forward to do that. But she had a big moment with all of those stars backing her up and singing her song, Praying. And she's definitely changed up her style, because back when I was in college, she was doing all this dance, Britney Spears-type music, but now she's singing some, like, pop ballads. So shout out to her. Um... Camila Cabello then did, you know, like a powerful speech about the Dreamers and DACA and then introduced U2, who performed on Ellis Island. Bruno Mars won Song of the Year for That's What I Like. Um, They did a sketch about the Fire and Fury book about Trump where Snoop Dogg, Cardi B, John Legend, excuse me, DJ Khaled, Cher and Hillary Clinton read excerpts from it. That was funny. Elton John performed Tiny Dancer with Miley Cyrus. Um, Shamar Moore and Eve presented SZA. Now, SZA performed Broken Clocks, which I think was a great deep cut performance for her to do. Um, you know, she's nominated for nominated for Love Galore in the Weekend, but Broken Clocks is a great song for her to show off her vocals, and that's exactly what she did. She had some great visuals for the performance, but SZA sang her ass off. Like, the Grammy stage did not scare her at all. Her background singers came in around the second hook and really added some heat to her performance. She had fireworks coming down. She shut it down. She really shut it down. TDE as a whole came through that night and i remember thinking like i hope this killer performance bookends like a w like hope she gets a w after blessing the grammy stage with this dope performance alicia keys presented record of the year to bruno mars for 24 karat magic logic performed uh that suicide song i don't remember the numbers um he really can't do a bad performance of that song. He's always inspirational. He did a speech afterwards. It was kind of the same shtick from when he performed it at that award show a few months ago, but he at least brought out different suicide survivors and he had a different speech after it. This time he addressed, you know, Trump calling those African country shitholes and all of that. So, you know, logic is he's out here. Then Bruno Mars won album of the year for 24 karat magic. And that was the end of the Grammys. So let's talk. Um, the the tally of the largest leading nominations before the show was Jay Z with eight, Kendrick with seven, Bruno Mars with six, SZA with five, Khaled with five, No ID with five, Childish Gambino with five. The ending tallies off of the fourteen categories that I you know, voted on, which is the big four and then best music video and then all the R&B and rap ones. The ending tallies were Bruno with seven, Kendrick with five, Gambino, The Weeknd, and Rihanna with one. So before I, I really dig into that, let me read you the winners. Album of the Year, 24 Karat Magic by Bruno Mars. Record of the Year, 24 Karat Magic by Bruno Mars. Song of the Year, that's what I like by Bruno Mars. James Fontlory also got a win there. Best new artist, Alessia Cara. Uh, best R&B performance. Uh, That's what I like by Bruno Mars. Best traditional R&B performance. Redbone by Childish Gambino. Best R&B song. Um, 
That's what I like by Bruno Mars. Best Urban Contemporary Album, Starboy by The Weeknd. Best R&B Album, 24 Karat Magic by Bruno Mars. Best Rap Performance, Humble by Kendrick. Best Rap Song Performance, Loyalty, Kendrick and Rihanna. Best Rap Song, Humble by Kendrick. Best Rap Album, Damn by Kendrick. Best Music Video, Humble by Kendrick. Some of the other ones that I told you all to look out for that one, Dave Chappelle won Best Comedy Album, Damian Marley won Best Reggae Album, um, what else? The Defiant Ones won Best Music Film. So that's it. So in a year that featured more inclusion than ever, they still managed to screw things up. Did Bruno Mars deserve seven Grammys for that album? Seven because he also won like Best Engineered Album Non-Classical. But did he did he deserve seven Grammys for Twenty Four Karat Magic? Like I and and I can't I can't hate because I love Bruno Mars and I love that album. It's my favorite album by Bruno Mars. It made my list of albums when it came out, which was in twenty sixteen actually, but it snuck into the eligibility period. And the truth of the matters is Bruno made an album that could appeal to the older voters in the Academy. And that's why it won. Like, that's just facts. You know, I shouldn't be surprised. The The award for album of the year very rarely goes to the actual best album of the year. They gave Beck album of the year that one year. And I think that might have been over Beyonce's uh, either self-titled or formation or not formation, Lemonade. I can't remember. But it very rarely goes to the actual best album of the year. These these the people voting in the Academy are old and you know he he put together a project that could appeal to those older sensibilities. You know, the story I thought they'd tell was how Kendrick finally got his things after being overlooked for, you know, a couple years after putting out great work, especially being overlooked for those big four categories, um, Kendrick finally wins album of the year. Um, being an album of the year win that he truly deserved, while Jay-Z, Bruno Mars, Gambino, SZA, and Cardi B are all recognized for the year that they had with the win. They all go home with a Grammy. And the predictions that I had... Each of them would have walked away with a Grammy or two while Kendrick wins album of the year. But my predictions went four of 14 this year. I was nine of 14 last year because I, you know, it showed that I just as much as, you know, their nominations show growth, you know, Chance getting nominated, you know, last year, first independent artist to do that, walking away with three Grammys, as much as their nominations show growth. Especially in those big four categories, the winners don't actually do. And so I I misjudged. The story they decided to tell instead was Bruno won three of the four big awards, seven total. Kendrick swept the rap category. So he won all four of those awards. And then Jay-Z, SZA, and Cardi walked away with nothing. I'm very happy for Bruno, but it seems like they showed him way too much favor while neglecting artists who had monster years. One of the the members of my academy and the Thinking Outside the Boombox Academy mentioned that we got it better. We like we got it right when we did our award show. We handed out more awards, deserving awards than the Grammys did. 
And, you know, the SZA and Cardi B snub is especially disappointing because of the night of the, you know, of the categories that I, I'm talking about, um, only Alessia Cara and Rihanna took home Grammys out of the categories I voted on. Also, Lord, who was the only female nominee for album of the year, didn't perform. All four of the other people who were nominated for album of the year performed. Meanwhile, I saw Sting, Shaggy, and U2 on the stage more than anyone wanted to. It was a it was very male-centric Grammys this year, and the Recording Academy president seems to have the wrong idea about that. He, here's a quote from him after the Grammys. Uh, there was like a hashtag called Grammy So Male that, you know, went up after, you know, <laughs> only two women in those categories won grammys he said it has to begin with women who have the creativity in their hearts and souls who want to be musicians who want to be engineers producers and want to be part of the industry on the executive level they need to step up because i think they would be welcome i don't have personal experience of those kinds of brick walls that you face but i think it's upon us us as an industry to make the welcome mat very obvious breeding opportunities for all people who want to be creative and paying it forward and creating that next generation of artists this man and i'll give you his name his name is neil portno he said that the women need to step up bruh are you for real? What what are you doing? You're the president of the academy and you're saying, look, I don't know the issues that you all face. I really don't. But, you know, step up. We'd be happy to welcome you. What do you mean? There's so much music released by women this past year, especially in R&B and rap that didn't get you know, some that didn't even get nominated and then especially didn't win. He since, you know, dialed back those comments and said that they were, you know, that he used the two words step up taken out of context. But it doesn't matter. There's no apology that can take that back once you say it. So as in all of the industries, there is a problem, you know, with um, diversity in the Grammys. And on multiple levels. Before it was with the rap and R&B artists who are typically most likely 98% black or a person of color. And then also a gender diversity issue. And the fact that the president is saying stuff like this means that the Grammys are never going to change. And now, and I've been preaching this every, every year. I'm saying the Grammys are trash, but these past two or three years, they've been taking steps as far as the nominees where I thought, okay, maybe they're finally getting it, but they're just nominating the right people. They're not actually giving the awards to the right people. They're still stepping over all of these people and the, the people in the Academy are still the same people, you know, and once again, the Grammys failed to reflect the culture in America, you know, some other things that, you know, they there were some missteps tina turner won a lifetime achievement award did you know no because it wasn't a part of the show apparently it will be honored in the summer but you had beyonce in the building and tina turner was getting a lifetime achievement perfect opportunity for beyonce to honor tina turner jay-z won their like salute to an icon award 
which was probably the only reason he was actually in the building. He stopped going to the Grammys, but they gave him that award. But they they held that at a pre-Grammy gala where he won that. But you're going to honor him this weekend, and then he gets shut out of the Grammys after getting nominated eight times this this year? They they don't get it. They 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 don't get it. I don't think they ever will. Am I going to stop watching? No. I love music. I love seeing the artists that I love perform and at the slim chance that one of them actually does win, I I like to see it. You know, I like to see all these artists in the same building. I'm, so I'm going to keep watching, but I think I need to go back to my old thinking and lower my expectations because from a year that gave us 444 uh, control, damn, you know, Cardi B's, Bodak, Yellow, you know, SZA just in general, like from a year that gave us that, there's no reason that Bruno Mars should be walking away with seven Grammy Awards and three of the big four. Like, let's be real. But that's the, that's what, that's what we live in. That's, that's the Grammy Academy. Um, my only goal now is to, keep giving these awards in the thinking outside the boombox award show and keep outshining the Grammys because we clearly have a a better better finger on the the pulse of the culture you know the Grammys don't it's a bunch of old people doing the voting um but I am happy I am happy for Bruno even though I don't think he should have won that many I do like Bruno I'm happy that Kendrick walked away with five Grammys that's a big deal even so he swept the rap category I am sorry for SZA, Jay-Z, and Cardi B. I'm happy that Bino got a Grammy. I'm happy that Rihanna got a Grammy. Really surprised that The Weeknd got a Grammy, but good for him. These are still people getting W's, so I'm happy for that. So that was that was the recap for the 60th Annual Grammy Award Show. Um, and that is it for the Dig Deeper segment this week. Um... I will be back next week. Um, the artist spotlight will be returning next week. I've got a special artist that I want to shine some light on. Um, and then, depending on what else happens, well, actually, man, this Migos thing might have to wait because by the time two weeks from now drops, um, that Black Panther project might be out. So here's what we'll do. Next week, I'll do my artist spotlight. Two weeks from now, I think I will I will talk about Culture 2. But also Black Panther soundtrack. I think I can do them both in the same episode. We'll see how that all shakes out. But thank you for listening to Think It Outside the Boombox, your number one source for hip-hop and R&B news. I'll see you next week. Peace. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues 
your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.